田三四郎セガサタン四郎 Hey guys, it's Shiro Show Friday. Saturday, we got Tranoko. How you doing, Pat? Another Friday.、Uh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Just、uh, rever revering in this last week.、Uh, trying to play some things. Play some Metro Dread. Oh, this past week. Okay, I was going to say last week before what? <laughs> The last week before I quit Shiro.、No. Before you shuffle off、I、this mortal coin. <laughs> Exactly. How do you like Metroid Dread? Playing it on an emulator? Garbage game. Wow. Garbage game. <laughs> would, rather put it, would rather play Watch Paint Dry than play Metroid. No. It's a really good game. I'm really enjoying it so far. I started on the Switch. I played a little bit on the emulator.、Mm -hmm. uh, it kept stuttering, so I went back to Switch, and that's how I've been playing it from here on out. Does it just require a really beefy PC, or is the emulator just not really. I mean, I mean, it's, it goes 60 frames, but it stutters sometimes for no reason.、Hmm. And it's more, it's, it's probably more just the emulator itself because I have like a, I have a 3080 and I have like a 3900X、uh, processor.、Yeah. That should be no problem. Yeah, it should be like that easy.、Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just stutters a bit. So I don't know if it's something on my end or something I have to research more. But I saw videos of it playing on other people's computers and it's also stuttering. So it's like, yeah,、uh, I think I'm going to wait. Probably just I don't a, know, like, yeah, yeah. If it was like Fire Emblem or like Animal Crossing, it'd be fine, but it's、mm. like, it's actually like, like important that I not stutter the game, so yeah. I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the deal with that game, right? It's all about the 60 frames per second and having it be smooth, yeah. Weirdly, for, for some reason, when it goes to the cutscenes, it goes to 30, but then it goes back to 60 in the gameplay. It's weird. Well, do the cutscenes have like Anastropic filtering or some, some kind of like,、uh, do they have some kind of like ray tracing going on in the, in the cutscenes? Probably、know. not on the Switch. The Switch,、uh, the Switch could barely、right. do 720. I'm just, I'm just wondering if there, are like more, if there are more like cinematic effects going on in the cutscenes,、uh, you know, just for, just for like, you know, honestly, pre I don't presentation. Know. It might, it, Honestly, it's probably just some weird thing. There's probably some video studying it, but I didn't look it up. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure,、uh, Lineman will probably do a video on it or something. He'd be like, Why Metroid Dread is the sequel that we don't need now. But,、uh, but no, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I, I get a lot of heat because I actually do not like the Metroid Prime game. So I know. I really, but I really enjoy the Metroid 1 through 5, though. What, how did you feel about Other M? Did you just like hate that too? Uh, the gameplay was fun, but the story was ass candle.、So. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I'm glad story, you but, said that. I'm glad you said that because you're the, right. The gameplay, I mean, I'm a fan of like Ninja Gaiden, so I enjoyed it, but、mm -hmm. like, man, that story was pretty bad. It was pretty、yeah. abysmal. But I, I got I gotta give credit where credit is due. Metroid Prime Pinball was pretty fun. Metroid Prime Pin Pinball is great. I'm glad you said that.、Uh, I have the, the DS game and the little cart, the little、uh, the, the rumble cart that it came with, you know? That game's solid. Yeah. I like it, but I'm a big pinball guy, so I, I, definitely, I definitely think that's why I loved it more than、mm -hmm. the fact it's Metroid Prime. But yeah, yeah I think, I think Lack, Lackerware's in the chat. Sa Samus loses that acrobatic feeling in the first person. Mm -hmm. And I do agree. Like, she, she feels more glued to the ground. And I guess you could say realistic、mm -hmm. in a way. But, like, I don't know. I just really. I really. There's just something about. Like, I mean, the, the first person shooter game, if it wasn't Metroid, it'd be fantastic. But、mm. it's just not. Like, especially Echoes. Like, I mean, I have people that, that love the Metroid Prime series, but they 100% agree with me that there's no excuse for that whole, oh, you ran out of ammo for each of your beams thing. It's like, uh, no. Yeah, that's that's not in keeping with like the original SNES yeah, version. I, I, I mean, I mean, you, you can't just no one can justify that mess, but like I said, I appreciate what it did for the series and that they kept it alive. I mean, if it, if, if it's either that or nothing, I'd rather have Prime, but that's、yeah. just my opinion. And opinions yeah, are like I,、uh, opinions are like those holes that we all have, you know? So. <laughs> Are you implying that I, I honestly... I'm one of those holes that people have? Because I, <laughs> no, I don't no, like no, 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 mediocre、no. first-person、uh, shooter games. I just think you're、like、a little、Metro、hard、Prime. on. I think you're a little hard on Prime, but、uh, but that's okay. If you think that's bad, you should see my opinion of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or、uh, or Resident Evil 4. That's right. 
you you like you like you know you're one of those cool kids who's like I don't like anything that other people like. <laughs> no, I, I I like I like My Hero Academia. I like uh, I like the Resident Evil remakes. Resident I like, Evil Four uh, is awesome. Resident Evil Four is awesome. Like, it's just different. Okay. I like all, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like all the Pokemon games. True, true talk. I, I probably like the original remake on GameCube of Resident Evil over Resident Evil Four. And I think most people would disagree. They would say, "Oh, Resident Evil Four is amazing." And again, on GameCube, it, it was it really was amazing. Um, and I think it was good, but I I still would rather be fighting zombies in a mansion than like hordes of. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I ever said this on stream before. I might have said it, but like with Resident Evil f one through three, it's like, oh yeah, we're all building up. We're gonna stop Umbrella. Each of the stories are like, oh, Umbrella messed us in some way. Like they messed us up in some way. Like each of the stories, like one, the mansion, all the friends. Two, right. the city and all their friends. Three, mm -hmm. of course, Jill getting s all her friends and all her family in Raccoon. How about Code Zero? Veronica, yeah, Code Veronica. Zero is Zero as well, messing yeah. up. All, I mean, that's tied into one, but mm -hmm. like all that build up, and then like it gets to four, it's like, oh, you're Leon, and you have to re rescue the president's daughter. It's like, mm -hmm. where'd all the momentum go? Like, there's no, there's no epic conclusion to the fall of of uh, Umbrella. It was just like, oh right. yeah, by the way, they they disbanded. Also, Trisol's now a thing, and right. Wesker's now the big bounty so, for some reason. It's again, like, it's back to story with you. It, it's back to the story. It's like if it doesn't, if if it doesn't do anything to move the the f the story arc along you just kind of like it's it's kind of a throwaway thing i understand like that's how i feel with metroid other m i loved the gameplay but it didn't do anything for the in fact it was it kind of i i like to pretend it doesn't really exist in my head canon <laughs> but no one uh, does. but yeah um you know it was uh it, it was just one of those things so yeah at resident evil 4 i guess you know take it or leave it i think that it was a well-made game though that I can say that, you know, it's a well-made oh, yeah, no, game. Resident Evil 4 in its own is a fantastic game. If it was, like I said, especially like the Metroid Prime, if it was its own game thing, mm -hmm. kind of weird they're both in GameCube to think about too. Yeah. If they were their own game, I'd love it because like I love the gameplay of, I love the gameplay of Prime, I love the gameplay of Resident Evil, but like, I don't know, it just, I don't know, it's it's like a different rapper, but I do, if I have to say, I do really enjoy Prime 1 the most out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But like I do appreciate them trying to do something differently, and I guess I could see that Metroid. I think Metroid's less. I have a lesser problem with Metroid than than Resident Evil 4 because Metroid at least moved the story, put the story somewhere, and gave it more of a background. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like connected as much with the other Metroid games as I did with Prime. But like with Resident Evil 4, it's like I don't know. It's like it, it could be its own game, but like they put Leon in it. It's like okay. Yeah. But yeah, and then Prime, of course, I mean, with the Metroid Prime series, my only issue is that the story didn't go anywhere for it. It basically went back, and they, they, they finally made moment, forward momentum on the Metroid storyline after 19 years or so. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's really my opinion on that. I don't hate any of these games. They're both good games for their own rights. I mean, I must have beat Resident Evil 4 like 15 times, but it's like... yeah. I don't know. It doesn't give me the same feel as any of the Resident Evil games. Like I don't feel that same no, dread, yeah. that same fear. It's even like that I feel in the remakes. Yeah, it's a completely different feeling. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I can agree with you there. I can agree with you there. And I mean, like that's like I I just love the that classic, you know, mansion the the mansion ambiance and and the whole scene, you know, of that and the police station. You know, they they just have that feeling that you don't really get. Uh, in Metroid, or sorry, in uh, in Resident Evil Four, but and uh, but yeah. yeah, so I think my issue is now I'm thinking about it, is that is that Met is that the Resident Evil games feel claustrophobic in a way, mm -hmm. like all of them like and then four it's like they open you up to this wide thing while the other ones are they feel more claustrophobic in nature. Maybe that was just me, but. Yeah, like, I like the idea of tight corridors. The other one, it's like, oh, you're on this giant island in these giant mm -hmm. spanning rooms of things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fair enough. And like the puzzling went away, but yeah, no, that's just my opinion. I don't think, uh, don't think any of those are bad games. But like I said, just get better opinions, guys. No, I'm just joking. Get better taste. Well, well, uh, let's. Uh, we've got some news to talk about this week, so let's go ahead and bring up the browser. And we Do can we, uh, we can dig right into it. Apparently, 
I didn't think well, we did, I but I, I guess we do. <laughs> we, we, uh, we dropped a podcast uh, with a special guest, and we teased it last week, but now folks know that uh, that guest was uh, Jason Steele, Film Cow. Yep, the mind of the unicorn, llamas <laughs> with Detective Mittens, Nick the Future Film, uh, Volo the Face Bore, and many, many, many more miniseries. But yeah, it's uh, he's an interesting guy. I loved his videos. I watched it since, man, high school, like like all the way back in eight or so, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was earlier. I remember, but I remember specifically. I had uh, I had Charlie Unicorn one and two on my iPod video. I think I still have uh, put a banana in your ear somewhere on the playlist. I have to double check though. I remember I had to delete the the, the videos off of there because there's just so many. Yeah. And it's like it took so much room for music that I because I didn't really watch videos on it, just listen listen to music. Yeah. But now I put live like a, a almost like a terabyte worth of storage on that iPod I made. Wow. I put together so it's like uh, I'm good for now. You made an iPod with a terabyte. Of stores, pretty in it? much. It's it's about six hundred and fifty gigabytes. Wow, that's you want to hear something even more unbelievable? It still can't fit my entire library of music. I believe that though, because you everything's in flack, right? Everything is everything's in, in everything is like lossless flack, and you and it's probably all like what what uh, ninety six. Uh, what's the sample rate? Uh, I I think it's it's probably whatever the default is. It's probably the whatever the default for flack. What, like 48? CD quality it's is. not the CD quality. Just... Really? Oh, okay. You're not one of those crazy guys who goes like 96 kilohertz or something like that. Uh, some of them are. It depends. But as yeah. long as it's above CD quality, that's good enough for me. Right, right. Yeah, because so, I noticed uh, I noticed some of those trackers. So some of those places where you can download flat like vinyl rips, you know, have like insane levels of quality on the on, on the audio, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, the oh only my thing God. with the yeah, the only thing with the iPod though is that is that like after after a while, like if it gets big enough, like right. it doesn't have enough RAM to process like the the, right. the huge sample rate formats. That right. Are huge. So even it's with like, Rockbox on it, like, I, I imagine you'd have to have Rockbox to do that kind of stuff. Right? Especially with Rockbox, it, it only oh. has about sixty four megabytes of memory. Wow. So after a while, it's gonna it's gonna clog up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 really good though. I, I enjoy it a lot because basically just pretty much I think it puts most of it on RAM or at least in RAM space. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. yeah, like like the thing is that if you're getting above CD quality, you're already better than what most streaming services uh, have. Because mm -hmm. usually they usually do 320 kilobits a second. So if you're at CD quality or above, that's already better than almost every streaming service, minus maybe something like Title or something that's ex ungodly expensive to. To be to subscribe to. Okay, so getting back to Film Cow, <laughs> Jason Steele. <laughs> Sorry, that, about that. That we really got into the weeds there. Um, yeah, so we had him on and we talked about weird Japanese games. Uh, we talked just a handful of of games that are unconventional or kind of uh, buck the the you know the standard game conventions. You know, uh, we talked about. Uh, let's see. We talked about Game Tengoku, one of your favorite mm -hmm. shmups on the Saturn. Is it unless... exactly Twinkle Star Sprites though? That's your favorite favorite, right? Uh, yeah. I think I think out of the, even in Neo Geo, but mm -hmm. it's a hard choice. I think I think it's between those two. Usually, usually the thing is that usually if if the character's a witch on a broom, yeah. I like them the most. So Cotton, yeah. uh, Twinkle Star Sprites, Magical um, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Magical chase, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and I hear you. I oh, hear you. Bird. That's 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 like such a convention, you know. It's like it's like a thing, you know, like the shmup pigs. That's a thing, you know. I mean, or uh, I don't know, like the the Vic Viper ripoff. You know, I'm sure there's like a million Vic Viper ripoffs, but there's like you know, little kawaii witch on a on a broomstick. That's like that's a thing. I just love my cute em ups. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love cute things. I don't know who did it first, but uh, but yeah, no, it's that's cool. Kiki uh, did, I think. Say what now? Kiki did. Ki Kiki did. Oh, okay. So it was like Kiki came and that just inspired a bunch of stuff, a, a bunch of games. I, to th do. I think I think I think it's a it's a big trope in Japan, like the witches yeah. on brooms. Yeah, that doesn't surprise uh, me think, at all because yeah. that that movie was like epic, you know, in terms of like the its inspiration on folks. Um, 
but yeah so jason film cow he's actually a, a huge saturn fan he has an extensive collection that he's been building over the years and he actually has a, a stream that he does regularly on saturn days uh called the video game valley and he's he's normally uh streaming weird japanese stuff i mean every once in a while he streams like a u.s game but i mean he he sticks to a lot of the weird stuff that folks haven't really uh delved into yet and of course we talk about omakaze savers which he was kind of instrumental in bringing to light uh not not yeah. anybody in the community was really talking about it before uh before he did yeah, that stream he, he's he's all about those weird games though i like that i and like he actually yeah 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 and he actually found the soundtrack to that i don't know i don't know if we ever brought that up but yeah he found that soundtrack city he talked about that and he sent us a rip of it and that's, that's right. what's in that video yeah, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we we were talking about that he he hadn't gotten it yet, and then like right after we recorded the cast, he was like, "Guess what? I bet on it and I got it." So uh, that's cool. He got that little mini CD called Feel, which we thought was gonna cost him an arm and a leg, but I guess he he got a pretty good deal on it. It's like uh, only forty bucks, I think. Yeah, you're not gonna find that again. You know that that's yeah, that's that's good. Um, and he was cool, and he ripped it and sent it to us, so we yeah included it on the soundtrack. Yeah, Sorry. But- Sorry, RAA. I mean, if you okay. released it, we'd have bought it. But I mean, right? I can't can't find it. Sorry. What else? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, we talked about the, we talked about you know Game Toku, Omakase Saver, Steam Hearts, and of course Mechanical Violator Hakider, which I think Hakaida. is probably one of my favorite one ones on that on the game. That was played. a that was a super in, that was an enjoyable game. I had no idea. You would have no idea for looking from most screenshots or like quick little snippets that the game has like this whole adventure uh, portion to it. It's not just a, a light gun game, but it's also got like this kind of like choose, you know, different like options and dialogue and adventure walking through these different towns and stuff like that. And um, I love that it's called Jesus Town. <laughs> He's got the Jesus yeah. fist. And uh yeah, no, that was awesome. That, that again, there's another game that I really probably wouldn't have played if it wasn't for Jason like bringing it up and saying, "Yeah, this is a cool game." So, yeah, I, I really appreciate that that he does kind of um, shed light on some of those uh, lesser known games or games that a lot of us just kind of like gloss over when we're looking through lists. Um, mm. One thing he mentioned he was that he. Uh, sorry. I'll, I'll say this one last thing and then you can go. Uh, one thing I, that he mentioned was that he uses a VG Collect on online. There's a site called VG Collect, and um, you can look through the different uh, libraries like the Japanese PAL and uh, US libraries of games and kind of look at the box art and stuff and see what's interesting. And I use that as well. And so I think that's a really good tool for folks to check out. I'll do that. Is it easy to add games? Like, is it like Discogs yes. or just like. Yeah, you can okay. actually import. You there is a tool so you can you can sign up for a uh, you can sign up for an account, free account. Uh, you mm-hmm. can manage your collection from there, and you can even import from a from an Excel spreadsheet or something from another site, so that uh, you can easily. And then you can share your collection with folks. You can just share the link. This is my link to my VG Collect account, and it just folks can actually browse your collection and see what you got. Um, yeah, and, I need I need to dedicate a weekend or something to do that because I have like, mm-hmm. I mean, just alone I have like eighty, almost eighty Dreamcast games. Yeah, and about forty Saturn games. Uh, I I think I have about a, a fifty PS One. Like I have so many games. It's mm-hmm. like, it's gonna be a project. I need to like get like the the barcode scanner for it so that way I can start importing them easier. Yeah, there's a there's an app called Game Eye as well, and uh, the guy Harrison, I think Harrison, I, I forget his name, but he's in one of the he's in several of the Saturn groups, and he actually developed this app called Game Eye that works well too. It you, it has a barcode scanner, and you can do that whole thing uh, if you want to do it manually like that. Uh, the, the, with with uh, with VG Collect, the cool thing is that you can kind of just go through a list, and you can kind of tick all of the boxes for the games that you have, and so it's really yeah. quick and easy to add stuff to your account. I might do that actually. Yeah. But yeah, but so yeah, um anything else you want to say about Weird in Japan? Um there's a lot of I'd I'd recommend people watch the video cast of it. There's a lot of easter mm-hmm. eggs and funny things I did with that, especially yeah. towards the end of the cast. Props on that. You you did a nice uh edit with the video and I I liked all the stuff you added. Yeah, I still think my favorite part is the ending part with Jason. Mm-hmm. I won't spoil it. Go watch the video, but there's that and then and then the way that I got around showing video of Steam Hearts. 
Oh right, yes. Uh huh. It was crazy. Yeah. You got it. We got a strike. We got like a violate. Uh, like immediately, we got a strike as soon as you upload violation. Yeah. Well, because of it, what was it? Uh, you were saying that that YouTube thought that the uh, the um, Magic Knight Ray Earth that you put up, which was just it was like that that uh, demo version, right? It yeah. Had, ba it, basically, what happened? Yeah. Basically, what happened is that I originally the footage where Castlevania was was the intro to Magic Knight Ray Earth. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, YouTube thought because the way that they it was when I played the beta version of it, and because YouTube thought it was, uh, YouTube thought it was actually like like the actual show because they used the VHS rip in place of the actual intro. They thought it was the actual show, so I got I I got bit by that, and they thought I posted like the entire episode or some shit. Mm -hmm. So, oh, sorry, shoot. But yeah, they thought I I, I posted that and. Like it, I got we got a copyright strike for that. So I, or not copyright strike. We just got like it was blocked in all countries and all territories. So I had to delete the video, add the video clip back in, and re-upload it, and it was fine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, I know uh, I know Emerald Nova told gave us a warning about that, but I thought it was just the audio. But uh, yeah, heads up for anyone that wants to play Imagine Night Ray Earth, uh, skip all the uh, the AMV cutscenes or mm -hmm. the the, uh, the animation cutscenes. Because it could ding you on the copyright stuff, so I had to go through and remove all of that, and it was just a mess. So, yeah. thank you YouTube for doing that. Appreciate it. Gotta love YouTube. I'm glad. Yep. Thank you. Um, I'm giving you a gesture, thumbs up. But imagine YouTube. There's another finger that's extended. Just you know, imagine that. I can't do that because I don't want to control. But just imagine there's an extra finger. You know, maybe the middle one that's raised up and instead of with the the thumb so yeah thank well, you youtube so next up i wanted to talk about this whole ssf situation on the switch what about the ssf situation on the switch well i think i think you could probably speak to more of this i think this was the article that you put up right no this is nick's article oh this was nick's article okay um well first thing i want to say is that we published a what so shima tweeted out months ago that uh you know that he was uh making the source to ssf open you know and he was putting it up on a github yeah. and i mean granted it was like it was like zip files and stuff but there were but like it was legitimately there like we we confirmed and we wrote an article about that right but then like the files somehow the files got yoinked and then we were like being accused of like Spreading disinformation, yeah, disinformation because our article was like no longer valid. Anybody reading it after the fact or seeing our tweet after the fact probably would have thought that we were just BSing folks. But the truth is, at the time that we wrote that article, you could download those files. You know, you could download the the source code, and uh, I think exactly. it got yoinked for reasons that we're now kind of seeing. You know, I mean, it turns out that they're using SSF. On the switch in order to do uh the cotton game and i uh, wonder if, if if instead maybe i mean it could be either ways that they took it down and they found out about it yeah yeah or or uh city connection reached out to them was like hey can we use this for cotton force like yeah sure right. okay can you take it down yeah sure right and, and i mean anyway all uh, i'm yeah. saying all i'm saying is i swear to fo like i did we did take down that article because there's no point in leaving it up if it if it does if oh, it's did you not relevant take it down? Yeah, I unpublished it because it, it's not relevant information anymore, you know, and I don't want to piss people off in the community. I definitely don't want to mislead do. people, but that was never our I intent, do. you know, I'm and sure. yeah. So, I mean, honestly, um, I, I, I took it down because, again, like it's it's no longer relevant. But the fact is, at the time of publishing it, it was, you know, and uh, and now it's like finding out about this now. Uh, kind of makes me feel a little more justified. Like I, I swear, like the, yeah. the the source was open for a while, you know. But anyway. Yeah, but no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree on that, and I definitely think, I definitely think it was a good, good call to take that down because we were getting questioned. But uh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, basically, I guess for people that don't know, for some people, a few days after the game was released, uh, people hacked the. Uh, I forgot what the, the file format for the Switch is, whatever the file format is. Right. They hacked it. SSF, tricky, that's funny. Uh, they basically <laughs> hacked it, and they were able to inject ROMs into it, or, like, disk images. So they're putting, like, all kinds of games in there instead of Cotton. So they were doing that, and they were able to play all these different games. Uh, 
and like you know look into it so and they can look into it and they can talk about it. like there's some videos in here saturn tribute emulator i guess that's the name of it the saturn tribute emulator mm -hmm. you can see them playing uh burning rangers and uh and uh a couple other games on here i forgot the bottom one i think it's i think it's a. Uh, Oh, what's the name of that game? The, uh, the, not Galaxy Fight. It's the other one, the oh, Last Bronx. I believe that's the other video on there. I could be wrong, though. I usually yeah. am. But yeah, um, and actually, yeah, like I said, we we talked about it even last week that that emulator has, like, 11 frames of lag or something crazy. So mm -hmm. while it's probably not great for, you know, Radiant Silvergun only shooters if you want to play competitively. Mm -hmm. It'd be good for like, you know, stuff like RPGs or, you know, fan translation patches. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, stuff that doesn't require like you having exact inputs for the game. Yeah. Which I think is pretty handy and I would really would love to try it out. I, kn I think there's some retro art simulators on there on the Switch as well for homebrew. Did you want me to I'm play one of these videos? Sure, go for it. Okay, I'll turn off the Turn off the, uh, the sound. Turn it down. But, I mean, yeah, it's a little... Well, I mean, Virtual Highlight chugs like that anyway, but, uh... Yeah. Let's see if we can get it. Oh, oh, it's multiple games. Sorry about that, guys. There's oh, yeah. several games they're playing here. There are several I games. I stopped by the thumbnail. was just Burning Rangers. Some of them perform can... better than others. Yeah, definitely for sure. Some I mean... of them run well, some of them run not. It's still well, emulation though at the end of the day, right? I mean, I just, exactly. uh, I gotta have, I, I'm, I, I'm not turning my nose up at anybody who likes to emulate, but for me, it's just like, uh, I've got a Saturn. I'm going to, I'm just going to use that, you know, um, besides I, I, I would much rather have it on a CRT than, than on an LCD, that, but that's just me, you know? I don't know, man. I, I'd say that like, I don't, like I, Nowadays, I'm getting more into the LCD stuff, and with uh, with that Mr. Core coming out, I don't know, I might just become a Saturn, a Saturn Mr. Junkie. Yeah, uh, uh, but honestly, I mean, even honestly, the Mr. Get... Even the Mr. Uh -huh. has output for CRT, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying, but like, if I had to, if I had to pick one, if like once that core comes out, I think I might just get another Mr. Just for that Saturn alone. Mm -hmm. If I if I'm gonna play. You know, Saturn on, on an LCD, it's got to be with a 5X. Because that's like the only, that's the only use case where I've seen, like, where I'm actually, like, happy with how it looks on a CRT. And, uh, I don't know, that's probably even going to get better as time goes on. On an LCD? On, but, yeah. on a, sorry, on an LCD, yeah. With, with, gotcha. a, with a Tink 5X. Um, I think that actually is a good alternative to just a nice, crisp CRT, but, Yeah. I'm one of those old guys yelling at the sky, uh, and I just, I like my CRTs. Why. <laughs> but yeah, so, anyway, cool. So folks have another option for emulating Saturn. It is getting easier, and uh, and now... I wouldn't say it's easy. You have to hack your Wii to well, be able to play this. I have no, I have no uh, doubt that, like, Blaine Locklear will have a new video out on, like, here's how to hack your, here's how to hack your Switch and get Saturn running on it. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely need to. I actually was looking on OfferUp for a switch to hack, mm -hmm. just just so I can have something like this and test it. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. It's it's like a hundred bucks. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it. I might if I find it cheap enough, I'll pick one up and I'll hack it. Yeah. If, if I lose online on that, it's like eh. Where whatever. did you find? Then, where did you find a switch for a hundred bucks? On a, on a offer up, they just sell them. Really? Sell them like hundred like. I've been looking. I've been looking on an offer up, and and it still seems like folks try to get their money hut. For, you know, like they're those switches. First of all, have not lowered in price since they came out. Right? There hasn't been like a significant price cut. Nintendo is yeah. like, well, people are still buying it, so we're just going to keep charging full mm -hmm. price, and uh, and then like people on offer up are trying to get almost like market value for it. It's crazy. It depends on where you look. I've seen like individual consoles going for a hundred. Mm -hmm. I've seen like the big bundles for two hundred or something like with the, like with the controller, <laughs> the switch, the dock, uh, the pro controller. I'm gonna have to look again. I, I yeah, it's been a little while, but yeah, it's starting to get more in stock with the with the switches. So like, mm -hmm. you pretty much walk into any store and find them nowadays. It's pretty much. I think that's gonna be everyone's. That's gonna be everyone's Christmas gift of choice. Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of people like with all the the 
all the bad news of these the stock shortages, not to mention the shipping. I think uh, the PS5 and Xbox Series X is going to be slim pickings yet uh-huh. again, and I'm still flabbergasted that con- the both consoles have almost been out a year now. Mm-hmm. And the only real game I played on, two, the only I played two games on it real, so far, which is Resident Evil 5 Village, which I would have played on PC if it had ray tracing at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, Demon Souls. There really isn't. I mean, I guess Ratchet and Clank, but I, I don't know. I'm, I love Ratchet and Clank, but I'm not like eager, dying to play this one. Right. But like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe, maybe uh, I do want to play a couple ones like Returnal, but it's like I just don't have. I really don't have the time to play it because not only my roommate plays on the TV, but I also have like two podcasts, I guess three now to work on, do video and stuff for it. What, what's number three? What's number three? Haley Shiro Show. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, You know what? I don't think about this as a podcast, but I guess by the time you edit it and put it out, it is. Um, hey, at least yeah. we don't have to do a bunch of like pre-production. We, we pretty much fly by the seat of our pants with this thing. <laughs> hey, people still love it, so people I can't, I can't give give the fans what they want. The only issue, though, is that I'm, I've been having issues doing the video chop up recently. But yeah, I have a Saturday early. I think I'm gonna post some backlog and mm. have like a week lag and just keep posting it and editing it in case I fall behind. Cool. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think uh, I think overall, I think that's pretty much it on the Saturn emulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys want to try it out, uh, you can hack your Wii. It's not or your Switch. It's not too hard. Uh, let us know. I doubt that your Wii you is to. going to have the oomph <laughs> to, to make that happen. But yeah, hack your Wii anyways. Play hack some. Your Wii. Play, that play sounds some, painful. Uh, that sounds painful. Hack your Wii. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not like don't be any pain on the your Wii. Yeah. Like unlock it. Unlock the Wii to be bigger and stronger. Maybe some more girth to it. I don't know. Okay. All right. Moving on. We're getting out of this territory right away. Uh, let's talk about Fighters <laughs> Mega Mix. Um, Fighters and Megamix, man, this this podcast. Fighters, Megamix, Fighters, Megamix, Fighters, Megamix, Farter, Megamix, Daily Fart, Megamix, whatever you want to call it. So, fighter. So, this is again. This is just one of those best of Saturn articles that Peter puts up um, to get folks talking. Fighters, Megamix is essentially a mashup uh, fighting game uh, between Virtual Fighter Two characters and the. the fighting, fighting fighting vipers exactly um i think it kind of came as somewhat of a consolation also daytona usa and and to be yeah that's true you you get to play the hornet as an unlockable i think there's like the bear the big bear statue you, can't you be a sonic fighters character as well or is that yeah there's uh that... well there's the dynamite ducks character um and i forget uh i forget all of the characters dynamite that are ducks? available yeah um let me see. Of course, the screenshot they used is doesn't have all the pictures. But anyway, yeah, there's there's quite a few characters that you can uh, unlock in this game. And I mean, I don't know how long they were planning this. I don't know if they gave this to us as kind of like a consolation for not giving us Virtual Fighter 3, which a lot of folks were hopeful uh, about back in like 97. Uh, a lot of folk, diehard Saturn fans were really actually hopeful that they were going to get VF3 on the Saturn just because of all the talk and the press and everything like that and the 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 quote unquote 64x or black belt like the add-on you know um yeah there was just there was, yeah. there's actually two two Sonic characters there's a bark the polar bear and bean the dynamite from yeah, Sonic that's right. the Fighters. bean bean the duck yeah so and then you had uh you had uh the polar bear or are we talking about the we're talking about the bear that has like no movement he's just like a gummy bear you know I think so. No, it's, it's like has a hat on. Okay. Well, there. yeah, there's a bear that's like shows up as a statue in the background of uh, of uh, Fighting Vipers. And he's a playable character in this. And he's like, his limbs don't move. He just kind of like, you just kind of rock him back and, back and forth and, and make him just kind of like punch up against the next, uh, against the other character. It's very humorous looking. Um, but I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it, it's got... It's interesting because like the the two types of fighting games are so different so it varies depending on what you what you select. If you select a VF2 character, it's going to play very straightforward um like VF2 and if you pick the Fighting Vipers characters, you know, it's going to be kind of wacky and have the the ring out uh it's going to have like the knocking them out of the ring and destroying the 
uh just yeah exactly the thing is it's like these characters aren't evenly matched like akira is gonna just wipe the floor with, <laughs> with most of those fighting vipers uh you know characters gonna wipe uh, something all right but um but you know the thing the thing that i i don't find myself playing this game a lot because it's got some weird it's it's interlaced right so it runs in like a high resolution inter, interlace mode um mm -hmm. and it does something really weird it's like at such a frequency that it like this Bob D interlacing thing with my scaler. Uh, Bob, it, it, it's just always kind of like, I can always see the interlacing going on. Um, I imagine it doesn't do that at all. If you were just playing on a consumer CRT, but with my setup, um, I definitely notice it. And I don't notice that with VF two. So it's doing something different in terms of video output. Uh, when, it, when compared to VF two, because VF two is like super clean, um, mm -hmm. for, for me at least. But anyway, um, uh, folks love this game. Uh, because it's kind of like Smash before Smash, you know, and uh, pretty much, yeah, it's, pretty it's much. like Smash Bros. If it had actual fighting game mechanics, but it's not taking itself seriously like Smash. You know, it's just fun. It's not doesn't take itself too seriously. You know, you got a bunch of you got a bunch of wild and wacky characters that you can that you can unlock, and it's just supposed to be like one of those big brawl type games. You know, bring a friend over and just have fun. You know, um. So I mean, for that I reason, the Rent a Hero was in there. Rent a Hero, yeah, exactly. Tears uh, in there. You got Draw. Um, uh, uh, Janet from Virtual Cop Two. Oh right, yeah, Janet from Virtual Cop Two. Yeah, so it's it's a cool game. I, um, I I mean, I have a copy of it. I just don't find myself playing it very often for that reason. But again, if I switch to like a retro tank on a C on an LCD, that might not be an issue. It's just my current setup. It, it, it's weird. It doesn't play nice with my current setup. But anyway, are you a yeah, fan of this it. game at all? I like it. I like Virtua Fighter. It's one of my favorite fighting games. Is Virtua Fighter? But I mean, I mean, Fighters Mega Mix. Specifically, I like, it. I, I like the goofy characters. I think it's fun for what it is. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I'm a huge fan of of Fighters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Virtua Fighting style and stuff. So. Yeah. And the reason why the reason why I said that it, it, it was kind of like a appetizer or maybe a consolation prize for not getting VF3 is that it actually and Peter pointed this out it actually has moves from VF3 uh, in it. So I mean there, you know, it, it kind of it seems to me like you know they were definitely working on VF3, but that just got shut down because the Saturn just couldn't push it. But you you know putting this game out with the VF2 engine. Uh, and just you know adding some vf3 move sets you know it it was kind of like a little bit of a consolation prize i guess but it, it had a lot of content and so for that reason i think folks really liked it they found a lot of value in this game and um it's not cheap anymore it's just not one of those uh cheaps well we, we said this on the podcast there's no such thing as cheap saturn games anymore those like ten dollar games just don't exist but i mean you know it's no vf2 where it was like vf2 is a super common and I mean, you can find it in almost every bundle. Fighters Mega Mix, it goes for a little bit more if you're if you're looking at like a CIB copy. But I mean, I think I think that it's worth it if you can find it for you know around like forty dollars or something like that. I don't know if that's possible anymore, but I think it's worth that. You know, that's a fair that's a fair point. Also, yeah. you could also play it in other ways. There's yeah. plenty nowadays. There's plenty of ODEs to go around for everybody. Yeah. So it's like, and actually, it is a pretty no common. Need. It is a pretty common Japanese title, so I mean, you could always get the Japanese title yeah. for cheap. Yeah, import it. The, like the import, the Japanese games imports are still fairly cheap nowadays, especially mm -hmm. if you get them in giant bundles on like Yahoo Auctions Japan. Mm -hmm. You can find really good bundles on there and just a ton of games for dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I would just, as much as it, it would be cool to have a long box, it, I mean, it's the same game in Japan, so just get Japanese copy and don't don't hurt yourself like why put yourself in the debt when you can buy 40 dollars like you'd buy like eight or ten japanese games versus like one american game mm -hmm. at least just my reasoning on it yeah right on right on okay so next up is just an article that i lazily posted today <laughs> at the last minute um you're putting, you're putting your big wide girth stuff on here <laughs> check out this big boy um so you know okay so this is uh something that I'm going to shout Nick for, um, so Nick was in the chat the other day and he said, check out this magazine that he picked up. So Nick, um, our own Nick Broadway, Pandemonium, he, um, he picked up a copy of this Saturn Perfect catalog 
and I was like, yay, <laughs> twins, um, because I, I also had a copy of this, and it's a really good one. I, I highly recommend it. It's only getting more expensive in price uh, as time goes how much on. They, how, would you get it, and how much do you get it for? Well, import it from Japan, uh, from like AliExpress or something. I don't know. They, It's available in several places, and now you can get it on eBay on the resale market market but the thing is i i keep seeing them go up in price and it's only going to get worse you know because they only made so many of them i highly recommend it though because it literally has everything every possible little piece of hardware that was available for the saturn and one of the things that uh that they talked about that i didn't know about until i got this magazine was that hitachi didn't just put out the you know the hitachi sat the high saturn or the high saturn navi the lcd screen and all that stuff but they also put out a a wide vision or a wide view crt that was standard definition okay we're not talking about those like sony vega uh tvs where it's like 1080p interlay muse vision yeah i mean you know like a lot of folks who are into crts and they're into like 240p gaming they're not a big fan of like the the sony vegas that are like 1080i because those don't really interpret interpret 240p correctly, you know. They do all sorts of weird scaling stuff with it, or they t- they turn 240p into 480i, right? Um, but this is a legit like, this is a legit standard definition TV, but just with extra real estate on the side for made specifically for you know anamorphic widescreen content and and it reminds, um, me of, it reminds me of what they did for uh, i think it was maybe made specifically for the widescreen laser discs and the yeah. uh, dvd format that's probably was just dropping because both those yeah and anthropomorphic widescreen inside of them believe it or not yeah and i mean of course it was hitachi you know and they had a deal and with uh with sega and they made the the high saturn so of course they put a uh, multi-video terminal right on the front of the tv um, and I believe, see, I don't, what I don't know, and I won't go on record is whether that was just like S video or whether it was actually RGB quality. I can't, uh, I can't find that information, but I did include a copy of the owner's manual, which is in Japanese. I mean, so maybe it comments on that. I just haven't, you know, been able to translate that, but it's downloadable on our website. Um, but again, it had a it had a terminal video terminal right on the front of the TV. So it looks you, like S video. It says S in like in the corner, like where it's covering the port. That looks like an S video terminal. Oh, oh no, I see. Oh no, never mind. I see the. It has it also, but okay, never so, mind. So so here in Ignore the middle me. is an actual S video uh, terminal, yeah. and then you have the specific like proprietary Saturn video terminal, which again. You'd have to buy this right here. You'd have to buy this um, this proprietary cable. I'll show you. It's the TP AVS10 Itachi oh, cable. Very expensive. Yeah, I'm sure it's like unicorn <laughs> unicorn shit or whatever, rocking horse shit or whatever. Um, but but here's something interesting. Um, and this was taken from a tweet, so I want to shout this uh, Japanese. Uh, user who who tweeted this setup out and he said that this was basically his ideal setup for high saturn um with this tv um he shows an example of using the jvc um video cd software um with this tv and it looks like maybe this tv made it so that the sides are not cut off on that jvc video player i'm not sure about that because i know that on on standard like four by three tvs you always have to like pan right or pan left to see like the entire image um and it's kind of funky that they made it that way but it just is the way that the video cd player is uh for the saturn um but with this i think it like shows the entire image so that's kind of cool um i'll show us folks so yeah that's a big boy right there and i mean i love that that it, it isn't a flat they didn't have like the flat crts yet it was still kind of like that that big round uh, tube, you know. Uh, I want to put an APB out on uh, on Yahoo Auctions Japan and see if I can get a bid in for that. Yeah, if they even go up, twenty four inches. I, yeah, I don't even know how much this would go for for an up. Maybe yeah, probably a couple thousand. If it did, I'd probably be bidding. You, I'd probably yeah. be bidding with like high profile collectors too. So it's like. And like even like YouTube personalities that have the money to blow on that, it's like, oh hey, check this weird Saturn peripheral, this TV. Exactly. And if that's not weird enough, uh, they also made a 20-inch Hello Kitty 
uh, version, which uh, was pink and came with a pink remote and a and that's not like a DVD player in the front or anything. That's just like the panel it opens up to. Um, yeah. But you can see right here, it also has the Saturn terminal on it, and the menu, the on-screen menu or uh, OSD, has like a little Hello Kitty graphic on it, which is kind of cute. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's a Hello Kitty version as well. If that's your, uh, if that's you your thing. You know what's thing. good thing about this though? What? It wouldn't matter if you got this in America or not. Mm -hmm. Even if you did get this when it's contemporary, you wouldn't be able to use the over-the-air antenna with it. Even now, because they shut right. down all the analog antenna stuff. So, right. If you want to want, get TV on this, you're not going to be but getting hook any up TV. A, hook up a laser disc player to this thing, you know. And uh, play yourself some like anamorphic widescreen laser disc movies, you know. Um, oh, anyway, man. I would love to have a set like this. It's kind of like my uh, this would be like my my white whale or whatever. Um, but it's never going to happen just because of the, the shipping. It, 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 the, the, the TV itself would be too expensive. The shipping on top of that would be hugely expensive. And then on you know at the end of the day, it might come to me completely wrecked. So I, I just would like. I, I can just dream about it, basically, you know? Yeah. Personally, I I'd I want to roll the dice on this thing because imagine you get it in pristine quality, it gets there, and it's mm -hmm. like you're the first reviewer in America to have the. – you're probably the only one in America to have this. If you did that, and, that would be freaking amazing. And I'm, I, I don't doubt that if you wanted to turn around and sell it, you'd get your money back or more, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, like, I would, like, honestly, I would. This would be like take a week off of work and make a video on it. Worth mm -hmm. it. Seriously. Because imagine how big this would blow up. The a Sega Saturn TV, the only the mm -hmm. only one in, in America. Yeah, I mean, as again, like this catalog right here, it has every piece of hardware in it, and and pretty much everything in here. Somebody has done a video about. Somebody has, you know, written an extensive article or has like several of them in their collection. But this is one of those few things where I just feel like it, there's hardly any information out there. Um, and, you know, I, I, actually, I know a second device that also has limited information. And what's that? Basically, no video. The Pryfund. The Pryfund? Oh, no. You, you fixed that. You, you fixed <laughs> that situation. But, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to make sure that people knew about that device. I mean, the, the, the karaoke unit for the High Saturn is also kind of really, really niche, you know, and uh, I think I think they even had a picture of it here. So, yeah, right under this right here um, is actually a uh, let me see if this works. Open image and new tab. So like right under this High Saturn here. Um, I want to live in that guy's house. He's got he's got a karaoke unit right there underneath it. So that's pretty cool. Um, it really is like the yeah. epic... Hey, Japanese guy. Uh, <laughs> hey, Japanese can I, guy. Can, can I live with you, dude? I'll sell a bunch of my stuff. I know, right? I'll, anyway, I'll sleep where all those books are. Just move it over. I'll put a cot. I'll live in your house. This is just one... This is another thing that I like posted on Facebook and Twitter uh, a year or two ago. And I just thought, okay, well, why don't we put it on our website? So it, it has, you know, so it sticks around for a while. I, I never know like with stuff like Facebook... Uh, or Twitter, you know, how long that stuff's going to last. But I, I figured if we put it on our, host it on our own website, we can get the word out more and folks can uh, learn about something else that they might not know about. So, yeah, um, it's cool. Definitely, definitely worth a, a little mention, you know. And uh, again, I, I can't, I can't decide if I would want the Hello Kitty one. It, like that right there hooked up to your, uh, your Soccer Wars Dreamcast. That'd be pretty oh, sweet. Man. You'd actually for that you'd want to get this the, the the Hello Kitty Dreamcast. Oh yeah, that's true. Even even better if you hook it up. Hell, uh, too bad. Well, there wasn't a Hello Kitty Saturn, right? That that we know of. <laughs> no. uh, not not any official. No, it had to be totally to be aftermarket. Honest, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised. There's so much weird stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually yeah, just gonna... I just saw somebody selling like an iridescent purple uh, Saturn. It was like a paint job, obviously, but it was really well done. Very nice looking, uh, but uh, also very expensive. So, very expensive. Very expensive. Anyway, I was thinking of uh, what's his name from Doug. What? Who from Doug? Oh, I forgot the neighbor in Doug. Anyone know his name in uh, the chat? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, darn it! I saw what we were talking about. It's all good. Yeah. He was that but weird yeah, purple um, kid, right? He was like purple. 
Like purple guy, yeah. Yeah, the purple guy. Had all the expensive gadgets because he was a single bachelor. That's, that's right. kind of what I want to. That's what I aspire to be. That's what you aspire to, to be. To have all, all the weird gadgets, but well, I'm gonna keep a search out for Hitachi TV and see if mm -hmm. I get any 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 hits. C24, 24 inches. C24 WX50. Do it. See if you can get it. See if you can grab one. I mean, if you can get, yeah. again, if you grab if you could grab this thing for like a thousand, even a thousand, and I think you if it gets already safe, you know. And I mean, you, you might be lucky because a lot of Japanese sellers, I realize it's kind of a stereotype, but a lot of them do take much more care shipping things than uh, than some of us Western folks, you know, who are just like, they slap some bubble wrap on it and call it good, you know? Um, so you might get lucky. And if you did get this thing for maybe like a thousand bucks, I'm sure you could turn it around and sell it for at least that if you wanted to get your money back because it is such a it is such a rare thing. I wonder if there's even one in the States to begin with, you know? Yeah, that's and that's the thing though is that if I did it, it'd be a hard thing because it's like uh -huh. I have like one in one in n like one in nothing, like one in maybe like a thousand uh -huh. or maybe a hundred in the states, and I will literally have the rarest Saturn item in America. Uh -huh. So it's like I mean I don't want to be that guy, but like, I mean obviously I'd bring it to cons and stuff and show right. it off, but like. I'd be like the PlayStation, the PlayStation uh, guy. Not that, not uh -huh. I'm not gonna sell it, but like the idea if I could go to a bunch of cons and show off this weird ass TV in the Saturn peripheral, and be the only one that has it in the states. To be fair, Sony did actually make a TV, a similar TV for the PlayStation with a built-in PlayStation terminal right in the front of it. So I mean, this is like the the equivalent of that, you know. Um, but again, not Sony, you know, because uh, they wouldn't have made something like that for a competitor uh, product. But yeah, no, this is like but yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, for like two thousand dollars or maybe three thousand or less. Like, I think that's the most I go for. Is I would I would take the L for th for three thousand. Mm -hmm. But like to I'm be able to say to I have that. Like, I mean, I could sell my huh. I said I'm gonna hold you to that. Uh, you, you can hold now, me to that. You, you gotta find do a it. link into that. Gotta, okay. I'll jump in. I, I mean, I almost bought that that little arcade thing where that jumped to like, like, like almost two thousand dollars. Like, oh, I'm good. I will say this. I will say this. When folks, there are a few folks out there, very few folks out there who own a working high Saturn Navi LCD. You know the little flip up, flip top LCD. Mm -hmm. And I mean, every time I see somebody showing that off, I think two things. A super super awesome that it just exists you know and that it's so rare but b like how not impressive the actual lcd looks you know and how not impressive the gameplay looks on that little lcd because it's just got like motion blur and it's like washed out you know because of the way the the side light works um i i guarantee you as far as like a cool and rare way to display your saturn that this probably takes the cake you know in terms of how good it looks and i can't even imagine how awesome playing like panzer dragoons vi in the widescreen mode or uh uh let's see nights into dreams is one of those games that offers the the anamorphic um and there's another one there's another one that oh you know they hacked panzer dragoon uh saga to to use anamorphic widescreen so I mean, there's a lot of uh, even with hacks, you know, uh, there are there would be a lot Bomber of Bomberman cool... regular regular multiplayer mode, widescreen. Right, but that's still four by three. I don't think that it had like an. Uh, no, it's natural but... widescreen for the Bomberman eight player. I believe it's an it's natural widescreen. Hmm. Screen. Cool. Screen. Natural widescreen. But yeah, it's it's uh, like the thing is that if I did get this, I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. the second person to make a video would be probably Genovi because he lives really close to me. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I'd obviously want him to do the video second if I did a video on it. Yeah. I think my only issue is that my camera doesn't quite capture because it's it's like fifty nine point something refresh rate, so it just barely hits it. Right. It's not exactly sixty, so it's hard to get that sixty frame like the without the the bar going down the side of it, you know. Yeah, but I mean NTSC is fifty nine point NTSC isn't a perfect sixty frames per second. Like I don't know. I can never. I can never get like like I tried it so many times to get to film a CRT with my camera. And it no matter just how it doesn't work. The, it, 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 I mean, it works, but it just it's gonna have that black mm -hmm. thing going down the screen. You should uh, you should reach out to the Segaholic on YouTube. There's a there's a YouTuber called the Segaholic, and uh, he does amazing uh, 
he does like amazing uh crt captures they look so crisp i'll, I'll send you a link i'll share you a, a, a link with you but i mean he's a cool guy um and uh you just reach out to him and ask i'm sure he'd tell you how yeah i think i think he even did a video showing you know showing how to film crt so I'll, I'll send you that link i i followed some so many videos but they said oh, right? aim it at, aim it at, at some angle and aim it like put it at 60 it's like i do that and it still does it no matter still what angle it. i put it at so huh. like, i mean well, i don't, yeah, like, I I don't know. know maybe is there something i'm missing maybe there's a setting i don't know i i don't know i mean i i, I, I either way either I, way with black bar or not even filming that thing i don't think people would care there's yeah. like a slight black bar rolling down they want to see yeah widescreen gameplay for it but you'd have to take that thing to cons for sure you'd have to you'd have to do it put it on tour you know because I, i'm exactly. sure there would be people want to see that um and you'd have to you'd have to go see k so you could hook up his high saturn to it you know or or ben yeah ben, ben's got a high saturn too you know honestly i think it'd probably be easier if they just flew out here and hooked it up because mm -hmm. like shipping this thing i'd have to get a custom play case for it right it would be probably almost as expensive as getting the tv itself yeah Honestly. well we gotta wrap we we uh i got a couple minutes left i do need to bounce um and i think we need to thank our patreon supporters and tell folks uh where to go for merch and stuff like that sure let me get the patreon patreon guys up real quick and if you want to become a patreon just go to oh crap it logged me out uh <laughs> Let's go to patreon.com slash uh, Shiro Media Group. That's right. And you can, we have a bunch of tiers, so I'll have to get that up. You stall while I get this this link up to uh, say something. Okay, so. Like, um, do the if, rest of it. If you, we'll guys, if you guys wouldn't mind helping us out, uh, we would love it if you shared this stream. Even after the fact, you can share the VOD. Share the Shiro show. Let people know that, hey, there's a, there's a show dedicated to Sega Saturn, SSS, and we talk about it every week. Show. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to support us through uh, merch, you can go buy a Shiro shirt. Uh, that's uh, threadless, or that's Sega Santa Shiro threadless com, and uh, you can support us that way by buying a shirt uh, or a hoodie. Or um, you can again, you can pledge uh, as a Patreon supporter for like a dollar, ten dollars, five dollars. We don't care, but anything you do give will definitely dollars. It's gonna help us. Uh, it's gonna help us. Sub, uh, you know support the hosting of the website it's going to help help us support the Podbean uh for our podcast it's also going to help us uh pool some money together for future cons and even the magazine project or we're not spending any of that money on anything other than shiro projects so you're definitely going to be helping us there and then yeah like i said just just share uh what we're doing out uh you don't really have to give us any money just uh join our discord community and be active be a part of it and then uh and join us on the streams and share it out is all we ask and then uh pat's ready to go with our uh name drops right yep yep uh, i just want to thank c win emerald nova johannes fats aka uh the guy uh, the man Joe Joe Engine. Engine. right 32 bit stuff Ma memphis super dimension century orgus uh, uh takuni trev uh and uh and of course derek our 18. patrons that support us mm -hmm. and our and our and and oh and young money Sui. so oh, yeah. that's our new all access patron for ten dollars and then of course derek if you guys want to get sh shout out on the pot the patreon you get back on patreon all ten dollar and up patrons get shout out on the shiro show get sss so share the shiro show sh shout the shiro show all the s's but yeah if you want to get shout out on the shiro show back ten dollars and up uh, twenty dollars and up, you actually could be a quarterly guest on our podcast, which we have mm -hmm. somebody coming up that'll be a surprise for yes. our next cast, which we're planning. Yeah, hopefully to fin to do. Do you want to say what it is, or do you want to hold off what we're going to say it was? Let's hold off and surprise, folks. Right. I think let's just uh, keep it a surprise. Yeah. Oh, it's Tanuki Trev, by the way. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. But yeah, like I said, uh, back on Patreon. Uh, it helps run the show. Helps us uh, support our projects and stuff we have. But uh, besides that, I think that's about it. Um, yeah. So cool. So uh, anything else? Any that's uh, anything else we want to play oh, the live stream? Oh. Yeah, stick around for the live stream. We're gonna gonna make our way yes. through uh, soccer gonna... wars some more. You're gonna play some more soccer wars? Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I, I... I want to have a reason to play it so we can go on there and we talk about it. 
I also want to shout. I also want to shout um, Sega Extreme. Go check out Sega Extreme. Um, you can join their Discord. They're talking about a lot of technical development stuff. Um, if you're into that kind of stuff and you want to be on the bleeding edge of what's going on with the Saturn uh, in terms of like tech, um, and, and it doesn't go way over your head, <laughs> join their their Discord. They're great people, and uh, we're friends with with uh, many of them. And then also check out Emerald Nova, uh, EmeraldNova.com. Uh, he's, he's, you know, hosting the, the annual game competition that's coming up. We're really excited about that. And, uh, and he is one of our patrons. So, um, go check out, uh, his site as well. And, uh, w- without further ado, uh, we just want to remind you to play your Sega Saturn and Sega Saturn Shiro as always. Peace out. Play your Sega Saturn guys. Yep. Until next time.